morning. I have been reading from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 3. I've been reading from the book of 2 Timothy and particular chapter 3. I want to invite you to come along with me this morning and read from 2 Timothy chapter 3. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Father, this is the day that you have given for us to live in. And I pray as always, Father, that we will live in this day in a way that would truly glorify you and enjoy you. For this is what you have given to us this day. I pray, Father, as we read this morning, I pray, Father, that you will, first of all, Fill us with the Holy Spirit. Pray, Father, that the Spirit would speak to us in a way that we can understand, and that we can truly know you, and ultimately love you with all our heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love each other, even as we love ourselves. In Jesus' name I ask and pray, amen. 2 Timothy chapter 3 begins by saying, But mark this, there will be terrible times in the last days. I want to stop here and I want to highlight this particular verse here because it is here that we must stop and take thought about. Uh, last days. What are the last days? The last days are the days that we are living in right now. I want to remind you that we are in the last days. And this is why I think Paul writes this here, is to remind us that we are in the last days. Before the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Especially. And um, I pray that you would keep this in mind as you live out the rest of this day. I pray that you would remember that we are like pilgrims. That is, we are here only temporarily. We are only passing through. As we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. It's important to understand this because for the rest of this passage here, especially, Paul is going to tell us how to live as we wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. He's going to tell us how we are to treat one another, especially Christians, New Testament believers, New Covenant believers. That's what we are. And we must not forget this. Verse 2. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love. 
unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of the good, treacherous, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power, have nothing to do with them. Have nothing to do with them. This is what we must understand here. This is what Paul is telling us. He is telling us not to have nothing to do with these type of people. Have nothing to do with people who love themselves. Have nothing to do with people who love money. Have nothing to do with people who brag about themselves and about what they have. People who are proud. People who are abusive. And people especially who are disobedient to their parents. Who are these people that Paul is talking about? Well, if, if you really look around and you contemplate, think about what people do from day to day. Just watch them. Watch how people live. Even watch how yourself live. You will see that this applies to all of us. This applies especially to many of us who call ourselves Christians, New Testament believers. Have nothing to do with them. Hmm. It's very hard. That's a very hard message. That's a very hard message. I know you're thinking that right now. I'm thinking that. Well, what if that person happens to be someone who lives in your home? There are people like that who live in your home. There are people like like what Paul is explaining here. People, uh, there are people who, who who actually are like this. What do you do with them? Do you walk away from them? Do you stop talking to them? And so forth. Well, I don't think Paul is exactly saying that here. But. We need to be careful when we're around people like this. We need to be careful when it's us who are doing these things. Loving money. Being boastful, being proud. We need to be careful. When we're like this, we need to repent. We need to seek God in these matters. And ask God for forgiveness. Ask God to change our hearts. And for those, especially those, those people whom we live with, we need to ask God to change their hearts to a point of repentance. Ask God to cause them, cause them to be sorry for what they are doing. So we need to be in prayer for these people. That's what Paul is really talking about. To a point of where we might have to walk away from these people, depending on what circumstance we're in or what situation we're in. We might have to, you know, say, hey, you know, um, you know, after we've told them, of course, several times, and when I say told them several times what they're doing, meaning bringing it also to other individuals, you need to, you know, you have to be very wise on how you do this. There are ways on how to do how to deal with people who are, especially, I'm talking about Christians now, 
Christians who um, are described as this. I mean, Christians who are lovers of themselves, lovers of money, Christians who are boastful and proud. We need to be careful how we deal with them. We need to, first of all, tell them what they're doing. And but at the same time, be careful that we don't get caught up in their sins, get caught up in these things that they're doing. So we might have to call on someone who someone else to tell them. Let it be, um, hopefully, the church. If you're a member of a church, bring it to the attention of the leadership of your church. If you are, if you are a, uh, a spouse of a wife, say for example, and it's one of your children, and you know of this, bring it to your husband's attention if you're married. But then again, if you're not married, you, again, I hope that you're a member of a good, a good church, a Christian church. Tell them. So that together you can go to your child, if it's your child, say for example. Go to your, your child and tell them, you know, hey, what you're doing, I mean, you call yourself a Christian, but you're not living like a Christian. You're not acting like a, you're not behaving like a, a Christian. And you need to change. You need to stop. You need to repent. And you need to ask God for forgiveness. You need to confess the sin to God and so forth. Verse 6, they, these kind of people, and I call them pseudo-Christians, they are the kind who worm, worm their, their way into homes and gain control over weak-willed women who are loaded with sins and are swayed by all kinds of evil desires, always learning but never able to acknowledge the truth. Just as Janice and Jambres opposed Moses, so also these men oppose the truth. Men of depraved minds, who as far as the faith is concerned, are rejected. But they will not get very far, because as in the case of those men, their folly will be clear to everyone. So again, when it's clear to you, that these people, these Christians, who are involved in these kind of foolish actions, foolish behaviors, when it's clear to you that they're doing these things, uh, show it to them. And hopefully it will become clear to them as well. And they will repent and turn to God and ask for forgiveness and be saved. From their sin. So we have to be very loving in these matters as well. But again, when Paul says have nothing to do with them, and I mean after all you've told them to do, and they continue to sin, they continue to do these sins, because that's what these are. These are terrible, in these days, our last days, these are terrible times. These are terrible things that these people are doing. When they're doing that, 
Walk away. Stop um, associating with them. And pray for them. Pray hard. Continue to pray for them. And pray for yourself. To protect yourself. To keep yourself from doing these things. Now I want to continue to read. But we... Because of time, I'm not going to continue to read. But I want to encourage you to, to, to think about this today. I know this is very hard. This is very tough. It's, been, it's very tough. It's been a struggle for me as well. Um, you know, I, I, I know of, of people like this. And I, I, have to, I, I have to admit, I've been asking myself, do I fall in any of these categories? And... Uh, I think maybe a couple of them I have. And so I've had to repent. I've had to ask God to forgive me. And I pray always that somebody, I pray that if, 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 I'm, if I'm ever doing any of these things that Paul was talking about here, I pray that someone would bring that to my attention. That they would tell me that I'm doing wrong. That I'm, that I'm, that I'm doing wrong and that I need to repent. Because I don't want to ever be left in my sin. Content in my sin. I don't want to be content in, 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 in sinning. I want, to, I want to put to death all those things, the members of my body that causes me to sin. As I wait for the return of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Are you with me? I hope that you are. Let us pray. Lord God, Father in heaven, bless you once again for another day. Father, these were very heavy words. I mean, even now, there's silence, I'm sure, everywhere. And uh, we, it's very, very, very hard, very difficult, tough love to deal with people. People who call themselves Christians, and they, but they're involved in all sorts of vices, sins. And not repenting. Not willing to repent. Not maybe even able to repent. And But yet you call us to deal with these people in a way that will hopefully change them. Change their attitude. Change their way of thinking. Change their behavior. And return to you. The living God. So I pray that you would help us in this. Give us wisdom on how to handle people, Christians, our brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus. Give us wisdom on how to speak with them lovingly and to encourage them to live righteously before you and for you in Christ Jesus. So in Jesus' name I ask and pray this. Amen.